James Marsden stars as Steve, whose family has just moved to Cradle Bay, where he befriends a burnout named Gavin, an albino named UV, and Katie Holmes. Gavin is convinced the delinquents at Cradle Bay High are being brainwashed by Dr. Caldecott into becoming upstanding students known as the Blue Ribbons. We hope this all sounds razor and makes sense because this movie certainly doesn't. Guys, let's kick off our second 5GFA Spooktober by talking about disturbing behavior. I didn't mean to startle you. That's all right. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> no, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Just been informed that zombies have entered the building. They're at the door. They're coming in. They're here. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Jason, mother is talking to you. They're all gonna laugh at you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. You're gonna die up there. Candy cane. We all go a little mad sometimes. I see dead people. No, there are ghosts downstairs, Arthur. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Wow. This is a... Special week. We're all the way back at Blue September. All maybe. The way, all the way back. Yeah. yeah it's, it's Blue uh, Ribbon Week. And with that, we, we thought, what better guest to bring back for a yeah. good cause. Yep. We're raising money. We're doing it even bigger this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, bigger and, Matt, and better. Matt Bailey has joined us. I'm here. Uh, I'm back. Wow. It took me... Three hundred and yeah, I mean, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. For the bottom days. line is, the bottom line money. is, he couldn't uh-huh. pay us enough not uh-huh. to let him on the pod. Right? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I, yeah. there's a reason he wasn't on for an entire year. Yeah. Our price went up as we've grown in popularity. Yeah. That's right. You know, and, and to be fair, he didn't even get the the full package. He got the. You're not allowed to watch the movie, but you can sit in on the pod yeah. uh, mm-hmm. package. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's be honest. I showed up at the door. Showed up. Just showed, 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 showed up. <laughs> Hands in, guys. Showed up on three. <laughs> One, two, three. Showed up. And we said if showed you know that ritual that we do, you're definitely allowed in. I showed up. Ready to go. You weren't expecting me, but I had uh, a duffel bag with bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you let me in. On a completely unrelated note, Kyle, Matt, and I are going jet skiing tomorrow. We all have new jet skis, and we're taking them out tomorrow. Wow. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you and, got rid of the old ones? Well, and well, now we have new ones. So. The old ones were a year yeah. old. They're a year so, old. So, yeah. you know, rather than oh, get so they're them trash. serviced, it's like... You know, yeah. a nautical mile is like one minute in, in as far as like an hour goes. So like a time zone mm-hmm. after, or after, after 60 nautical miles, it's the next one. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm so about. confused. <laughs> yeah, what are, we, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the money that I brought. <laughs> sweet, sweet, <laughs> green money. I'm kind of upset. 
I'm kind of upset I didn't get a jet ski. Like I know I haven't been on the pod in a long time, but You like, have a jet ski. It's on I've, it's it's on the slip out in the water. You're just not allowed to access it until you pay us mm-hmm. the appropriate amount. Oh, the jet this skis, is BS. we're not charging you. Those, that's Those free. free. That's, that's, that's your jet us. ski. You can use it anytime. You do need to pay for the for key. The right price. And that's, yeah. You can you can do your own damn plot rundown then. So the movie opens with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, today we're uh Today we're talking about disturbing behavior. And with that, Ryan, do your thing, dude. Uh, you want to do first impressions? Oh, yeah, we have to do that Yeah, first. I was going to say, we yeah, do. first impressions right. are usually first. It's been a while. So let's start with first impressions. Uh, Matt, you paid for us to do this one, so uh, when does that lead off <laughs> first impression? <laughs> Honestly, d- disturbing, you know? Yeah. Well said. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. What was yeah. the director's name? You love, you're a big fan of him. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's a good name. Tinkler. David Nutter. Nutter. <laughs> Nutter. 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 What if he's German and it's pronounced David Nutter? Nutter Booter. Okay. E- either way. Big either way. Fan big, fan, big fan. Big yeah. fan. Yeah. Very disturbing stuff. <laughs> yeah. And Matt, after you suggested this, Kyle really liked it. Mm-hmm. Probably liked it the most. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Kyle, first impression. Uh, yeah, Brandon suggested this movie last week on a list of like 20 movies, and I had always wanted to see it growing up. Uh, I would look at it at Hollywood Video, and I was in love with Katie Holmes as a kid. She was my first uh, celeb crush from Dawson's Creek, and I never picked it, never picked it up, never watched it. Watched it last week, absolutely loved it. Watched it this week again, loved it even more. Thought it Whoa. was even better on the second watch. It's basically Goosebumps for adults. <laughs> or like, like Goosebumps it. for teenagers. Brandon, first impression. Um, it's very similar to Kyle. Like I remember this trailer very vividly. Uh, the part where the guy's like, will you go out with me? And she's like, no. And he's like, why not? Will you go out with me? No. Why not? In all honesty, I really like the dialogue. I think the dialogue, especially from like the Nick Stahl character, mm-hmm. uh, is really well written and really funny. Uh, the thing that uh, this really made me think of, though, is like poor James Marsden. He's just such a good-looking guy. Like I just yeah, I uh, I hadn't heard of this movie. Um, I thought Steve looked a lot like a young James Marsden. I was like, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, James Marsden is very good-looking. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I. Uh, it was very. It felt like it reminded me of Fear a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that kind of vibe of school. More of a grungy high school than like uh, the music. Yeah, that. The music was similar. Uh, to yeah, the music. I love the soundtrack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really that, enjoyed the it. The Harvey Danger song is. Yeah, I mean, so that, classic. Who's gonna believe you, huh? Your parents? You signed me up for the program. It's a new kind of cool. Nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. No one to trust. We want what's best for you. What about what I want? Wow. Disturbing behavior. That's Mark Snow. (laughs) Did the music on this, Mark Snow. Father of Mike Snow. Yep. Matt, lay out. (laughs) (laughs) You did pay us that much money. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Ryan P. Nutter Ryan, P. Ryan, you want to uh, do a little plot rundown? He didn't give um, his first impression. First yet. impression. Yeah, I'll give my first impression first because that's what we do on this podcast. That's really throwing you off. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was definitely a production put on mm. by producers. 
mm-hmm. with a director and actors portraying characters and scenes, guided by a script with a plot. Those scenes were shot and edited together to make a feature film. There was a budget, and it either made or lost money when it was released to the public in theaters. Professor P, you want to check the math on that? <laughs> absolute, absolute, three eleven, absolute, And that's my first impression of this movie. Wow. Okay. I think that was your first impression on a movie. What is a movie? Yeah, no, yes. I misheard. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I, I just it was. It was fun, I guess. Wow. So the movie <laughs> opens with the title, text, intro credits, and those are immediately disturbing. And I thought, yeah. hey, this is living up to the title already. And I saw William Sadler, and I thought that I read Adam Sandler, and so I was confused <laughs> for a while. Wow. That's not even close. He shows up. <laughs> Where's Rob oh, Schneider? Oh, I got your disturbing behavior. <laughs> We see directed by David Nutter, and ugh, we already went over it. It's just a great name. But when the film actually starts off, a high school guy and a girl in a car, they're uh, presumably about oh, yeah. to have sex. And uh, he is not taking to her advances at first because he needs to save his fluids for the football game, which is... Never discussed again the rest no. of the movie. Yeah. There's not a lot of... There's not yeah. any football in this movie. But... His eyes turn red, and he snaps this girl's neck while she was she was going down on him. That is also disturbing behavior. It's a great, great beginning to a movie. I gotta say it's that incredible. when Kyle was watching this, he texted all of us, and he was like, "This girl, like this girl, just got her neck snapped after sucking this guy's dick." And, it, and what's cool is like, it, it is okay. So Kyle's like, his um, his recognition of like the ending of the film being really good. Like this first scene is good because you have the police show up. And he gets the gun from one of the cop and shoots the other, and it's clear that there's a corrupt cop. So you have these like building blocks for what could be like a great script later, but it's like not really explained why the cop is like in on it. No, I mean there's a lot of things not explained, uh, and that leads to chapter two, which I call Cradle Bay. I guess we'll stay, and it's <laughs> it's the introduction of James Marsden as Steve. So we go into the first day at school, and we get introduced to Gavin, who is our pothead from earlier in the film. Uh, Gavin sits down, and his friend, who's named UV, and mm-hmm. okay, there, uh, he's great name. Yeah, he's really pale. He's, he's albino. Albino. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's why it's funny. <laughs> yeah, and what's what's funny is like, for the first like two minutes of the scene, like he doesn't say a word, and I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna be mute. Um, but then he talks, and I was like, ah, I liked him better when he was mute. <laughs> they use the term uh, primo weed, which is a great term, because they have yeah. primo weed. It that's stuck around, you know, things that lasted from this movie. And <laughs> then uh, primo weed was coined. <laughs> Gavin explains the class system. It, I, ho- I hope we can find the clip to put here because it's like that's one of my favorite pieces of dialogue. Like I like it too. Ever, it's so good. Drop dead. Contact. Who's that? That my boy is Lorna Levitis Longley. Fire of my loins, purvey of my every masturbatory fantasy. Um, we conclude Continue. the first day of school. The first day of school with the uh, the the dinner, the family around dinner. They yeah. mention the dead brother, and the dad has this like reaction with the whole dead brother, dead son conversation, which is like 
pretty disturbing. Brother Alan was the best spy. I thought your name was Steve. It is. Um, Alan's my brother who died. Oh, I have a grandfather who died. Why don't we change the subject? Pass your plane. Why? You know why. Nathan. Tell me, Shannon, do you get yelled at if you talk about your dead grandfather? Steve. Because around here, people go crazy if you talk about our dead brother. Um, he's very upset. Yeah, you'll find you'll find a lot of things are disturbing in this movie. We're gonna, if you're listening right now, keep a tally of how many things are disturbing to us. If you submit the right number, you could win a classy lady swimsuit. Now what we go into, which is chapter three. And, wait, wait, uh, wait. I want to keep talking about that scene really quick. Yeah, back sure. to chapter two. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go back to chapter one. Let's start at the top. <laughs> no. Uh, I didn't think his reaction was that inappropriate. Like, the dad, like, getting upset. He didn't seem that upset. He was just like, hey, don't talk about it. He wasn't, like, yelling at him. Yeah, yeah, no, it seemed like yeah. the kid snapped. Yeah. You know, it was, and it had yeah. been only eight months. Like, right. they're still grieving. Yeah. Like, that's their child that yeah, committed seemed... suicide. You find right. out that their brother killed them himself, and mm -hmm. so that's... You know why yeah. it's a sore subject. So I didn't think he was disturbing. No, I didn't. I didn't think so either. <laughs> Let's and take that off fine. of the tally. Yeah. That one doesn't count. No, I'm disturbed. I'm disturbed that the dad doesn't allow his son to process it. Like he he won't even let him talk about it though. Like well, no, but there's a friend there for dinner. So like that's weird. Yeah. He says like, oh, are you allowed to ever talk about it at your like? He, but before that, the dad says like, hey, can we change the subject? Like you're talking about my dead son and her dead grandma at dinner. Mm -hmm. Like end of the day like i i wouldn't want to hear that either yeah, probably in the moment i think it's like, a fine topic of conversation but you don't know how often he's bringing it up maybe he brought up on the ferry over like yeah. maybe he won't shut up about it yeah. <laughs> it's like come on man or Let maybe it's like a reward meal. for him to do better in school like all right you get all a's this ah. year we can talk about your dead brother and then we see a scene with steven at school he sees katie holmes dancing in the bed of a truck <laughs> is she dancing yeah, she was dancing. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't even, I was just, I was yeah. tractor beam. <laughs> Suck me right in. And I think there's a Gavin narration that begins here, and it's just like, it, the takeaway is like, she's super cool. Yeah, but he like also calls her a slut, right? No, he calls her like, trash. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it is, sorry. And we talked about her vocabulary earlier, and she says razor. Loved it. Yeah, that's she cool. says that a lot throughout the movie. Disturbing, but good. No, but she says it really like nonchalant, like Razor. Let's go, Razor. Mm, sounds Razor. What do you say we cruise town, chase the case, hit the bluff, and drink some beer? You know, consecrate Stevie Boy's arrival to this new and pathetic tank town. You down? Sounds Razor. This guy Charles shows up from the Blue Crew, mm, Chuck. and and he and he invites Rachel with him. Um, and he's got these like stocky eyes that turn red when he's when he's never heard somebody's eyes be referred to as stocky. Yeah, he's like stocking her with his oh, eyes. Stocking, oh, stocking not stocky eyes. like fat. Uh, no, like they were like stupid, like stocking ish. They were yeah, I'd say yeah, Chuck. Yeah, put that down. I'd say that's disturbing. And while he's looking at her, this guy this guy bumps into him and he just loses it. His eyes go red, um, which we've seen already. And he just rips this guy's nose piercing out and beats him in the supermarket. 
So our th- our three main characters talk about what they think went ha- what happened. Uh, Rachel's opinion. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One second. That's a good segue for this because at this point in the movie, Jana said, "What the fuck is going on in this movie?" <laughs> yeah. And the characters in the movie, like you said, are also wondering that. Yes. And everyone is. Yeah, everyone's That's so like, weird. I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was. Yeah, I definitely was. What's yeah. happening? Rachel's explanation is that she thinks it's steroids, and Gavin's onto some next level explanation with some sinister evil force yeah that he he's talking that he's talking reptilians he's talking illuminati and that's when <laughs> i got hard so what the hell would make a kid freak out like that it's gotta be a steroid thing all those jockos are into it i think it's bullshit though no it is not bullshit it's not steroids here we go what gavin thinks some sinister force is taking over the cradle bay meatheads oh, you know what it is you know a sinister force you know evil no way to turn, no one to trust, all together ooky. Mm-hmm. This next chapter is a very short chapter in the film. It's chapter four. I call it Sad to be Sadler. Mm, and good. William Sadler plays the role of Mr. Newberry, which is just like the town doofus. Can we call him the rat janitor? Because in my notes, he is rat janitor. He is the rat janitor. I thought his name was Mr. Blueberry. And when, yeah. when Gavin... So Gavin's... Wait, wait, wait. Polly, let me interrupt you, because everyone gave what they wrote for their notes for Mr. Newberry. I wrote, rat killer, idiot, pretender. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that accurate. making me laugh. <laughs> no, that's accurate. It sounds like you're listing CDs from a band. Like, <laughs> yeah. You've got, like, rat killer, and then you got, like, pretender, idiot, idiot, pretender. pretender. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for now, he's the town idiot, and when... <laughs> When uh, when Gavin is sharing with Stephen the story of like witnessing the murder and like they go into this boiler room at the school, which I think is such a cool. Oh <laughs> yeah, it is a it is a real boiler room, not not like the the financial thriller that we've done in a previous episode. Yes, yes, I love financial thrillers. That's my favorite genre. I, I live it every day. We see the blue ribbon smashing the Mustang gleefully. Everyone at the school is watching this again. This is on school premises with like a hundred kids and like 30 of them are just beating a primo Mustang. Yeah, with the sledgehammer. Primo like still word. word. Yeah, as a prefix. <laughs> yeah. I get it. We get a scene at... Um... <clears throat> Wait, are you skipping? Is, are we done with that scene? I'm done with the, the smashing the Mustang, yeah. You didn't even talk about how we see Katie Holmes' nipples through her no. shirt. Yeah. Kyle, no, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's an right. important thing that. to mention. I must have you have a more that. flowery uh, uh, description. So the, in that uh, scene, you see in Katie Holmes' nipples scene. through her shirt. Okay. I'm Pretty glad. cool. So, yeah, no, I always wonder, <laughs> like, neat. do you think... It's a brisk evening. It's a very Rachel move. <laughs> yeah, well, do you think, like, they set those scenes up where it's, like, it's it's important to your character that we see your nipples. Like, it's important that your <laughs> yeah. character not have a bra in this yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. So, that's nutter for you, man. Hey, party people. Have you ever been on the toilet at work, avoiding heading back to your desk, back to that never-ending grind? Well, ex-actor Nick Stahl can help. When Nick Stahl's acting career stalled out, he was searching for a purpose. One day, he was sitting and shitting on the toilet when his roommate knocked on the door and said he needed to take a shower. Wishing he could sit on that toilet all day and daydream his next venture, Nick Stahl came up with his new company, Nick Stahls. For a prefixed monetary sum, actor Nick Stahl will come to your work posing as your brother, your lover, or your father and will hover around your desk. If someone comes looking for you, 
Nick will stall while you're in the stall and come up with a lie that will help you avoid work so that you can keep chilling on the toilet, half reading Breitbart articles, or saving cooking recipes for later in the week. Nick's stall has three lies he feels he can convincingly say. Number one, if he's your brother, he will tell your boss that you have had explosive diarrhea since you were a baby and that you're shitting on the toilet. Number two, if he's your lover, he will say you cheated on him and he's coming to beat your ass. And finally, number three, if he's your dad, he will say he's coming to kick your ass because you went explosive diarrhea and clogged their toilet at home. Either way, your boss will understand your absence and likely ask you how you're doing the next time he or she sees you instead of where you were. Nick stalls. Gavin explains to him that they're hypnotized or brainwashed. We're getting more of this like evil, sinister plot with the blue ribbons. And the only way that he can convince Stephen of what's going on is an excursion, as he calls it, that he's planned for them, you know, to prove this this sort of story to Stephen. And they sneak in above a, a blue ribbon meeting, and it looks like a PTA meeting. Like you know that there's pamphlets. Like a community investment, get rich quick. Yeah, yeah. It like, looked like uh, to me like a neighborhood watch meeting. You it, know, it yeah. was a little bit neighborhood watch. Should but we you... get shirts or are we not going to get shirts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the parents. I, I think the, it's the... better if they don't know we're watching. I think it'd know? be cool if we all had t-shirts. I know, That's all but I'm then saying. if they see us in the t-shirts, they're going to know that we're neighborhood what watch. What if we don't wear the shirts when we're doing the watch? <laughs> well, okay, I like that idea. I could jam or something. Like... Yeah, it's a weird setup that this doctor has created in order to create this legion of evil blue ribboners this they're not even evil like yeah, no it's... one knows what this guy's fucking plan is no even at the end of the movie you don't understand why he's doing this Mm-mm. turning no these idea. kids from <laughs> normal kids no, he, into you know, like there's an explanation it's not a good one but okay i think he wants more straight a students i watched it twice i didn't get one or i didn't pick <laughs> up on it <laughs> He um, wants more straight-A students. Okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so we see the doctor. He's leading this whole thing. Gavin's parents show up. <coughs> so they want you to join their club. Shine them on and blow them off. What are they going to do? No, you still don't get it. You still think this is about blood drives and bake sales. Wait a second. Maybe you should lay off that shit. Maybe you should eat me. Yeah, okay. Look, this is huge, Steve. Why don't you see this? This is so fucking huge. Gavin. Don't fucking Gavin me. I'm a dead man. My parents sold me out. And you saw it. You were there. Why don't why don't you see this? Look, why don't you stay over at my house tonight? No. I have to go home. When I get there, they're waiting for me. To smoke them all. Um, another scene that doesn't make a lot of sense because, like, Steve's like, "Hey, you shouldn't go home. Like, come to my house." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "No, I'm gonna kill everybody." And then he takes <laughs> his, and then he takes his gun away, and then just walks home. Yeah. And he's like, "Now that you, I have your gun. Like, I don't want you to come over anymore. <laughs> like, you're not invited to my sleepover. Go home." Yeah. No, it didn't make any sense. And you, I thought, like, the next day 
that uh, Gavin was going to have, like, some new plan of, like, oh, now we're doing this. Nope. And, like, instead, yeah. he just uh-huh. went quietly, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. he just... This guy who was about to murder everyone over this, I guess, just went home and let them brainwash him yeah. instead. Yeah. Ah, fuck it. I don't have a gun. I thought about it. <laughs> nah. The gun was my entire plan. Without the gun, I, I got nothing. Or, like, just don't go home. Like, go camp out in the boiler room with Mr. Newberry or something. Rocco! Did you guys read the IMDb trivia for this? Nope. It's the worst mm-hmm. IMDb, It's the worst collection of IMDb trivia I've ever read. It's like, the first screening of this movie was held on such and such a day. The second test screening was held on this day. It's, it's really bad. My favorite piece of IMDb trivia. Nutter did wanted to release his director's cut at the time when movie was released on DVD, but he wasn't allowed by MGM to do that. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love that one. Uh, Matt knows that because he's a nutterhead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Neuterhead. Neuter. But but Gavin does show up at school the next day and he's all prepped up and brainwashed and he's a blue ribbon now and um, Steve's hanging in the boiler room again and Mr. Newberry's voice, man, it's so funny, but. He's he reveals that he's reading the Slaughterhouse Five, and so his whole like I'm a town doofus uh, disguise sort of falls apart. Um, the next chapter is chapter six. I think we're at six. I don't know. Uh, I call it. I call this chapter Thirsty Steve is one wet step ahead. Slow down a little bit. Just say a little more seductive. Thirsty Steve is one wet step ahead oh yes there it is and he's walking outside in the rain because like i don't know i don't know why he's walking outside in the rain alone i didn't even pay attention to that it's a really short movie and i guess i drifted in and out a couple times (laughs) it's to me it's to me one of the most disturbing behaviors in the whole film oh wow he didn't have an umbrella and maybe he's just exploring the new town while it's raining while he's out there, the blue ribbons surround him. He's able to scurry home, and there's the blonde girl from the blue ribbons there waiting for him. And this is my favorite scene of the movie. He's up to the the whole evil conspiracy now, and he's convinced uh, of all this stuff. So he's trying to get her out I'm of wondering there. If, I'm wondering if maybe you'll let me take over for this last part of the, this yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, do it. So I just, let, me, let me put one thing in before you all take right, over. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want to no, explain. I just feel like Pollard's not going to get as pervy with it. No, I, I just want to... Yeah, it's true. But I just want to explain why I called him Thirsty Steve, and that's because when she goes to the bathroom, he makes a very clear decision to, like, I've just been out running away from these guys for my life in the rain, and, like, he reaches for a Coca-Cola, and I don't know, like, maybe the choice should have been water. <laughs> That bothered me. That's too. a hot take. I'm so glad that you is a hot take. <laughs> I had the I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> I was like stoked for him grabbing the coke. Yeah. I was like, that looks delicious. I wanted a you're coke. In high school no, it, too. Like you're not getting all weird with the carbonation. But this would totally much, this right? would totally be one of those movies like where a high schooler's fridge is just filled with beer. And he's just mm. like, Oh man, that was crazy. I need a bud. At this point, he's he's enjoying his Coca-Cola in the kitchen. She's in the bathroom, and Brandon, take it away. So she's getting all hot and bothered. She's looking Steve up and down, and she's liking what she sees. And she decides, I'm going to show him a little something extra to get him interested. Uh, so she she uh, takes out her breasts. Not, not so much takes them out as just unbuttons everything. 
right? Everything's unbuttoned, so they're just... She takes out a breast, and this this is the first uh, full nipple that we see in the movie. And at this point, <laughs> on my second watch, Lorna, the pretty girl that's coming on to him with her breast out, she does the eye-flashing thing. And on my mm. second watch, that's when I finally realized, oh, when they get horny, bad things wait happen. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Her name's her name's Lorny? Can I finish this scene, please? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so her, her breast is exposed, and she <laughs> is walking slowly... <laughs> Slow. Okay, so so she's she's horny for uh, for James Marsden. Takes out her breast and thinks this is gonna this is gonna entice him, and uh, walks over to him and he's just not having it. He says, "I find you very attractive, but uh, you know you're a blue ribbon and I'm not." And she doesn't take the rejection well, so she bangs her head into a mirror, and uh, he says, "Why are you banging your head into me?" <laughs> yeah, picks up one of the glass shards and tries to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Pollard got it. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. So Steve Steve shows up at Rachel's place, and they need to talk, and she plays the video from the CD, and it's Gavin's, like, if you found this, then. I hit the vents tonight when I split up with Stevie Boy. He doesn't believe. I went back to school, and I overheard Cold Cow talking to some walk. Mentioned uh, Bishop Blatt's Eleven. Caldecott called them his children. And then he freaked out on the guy and kicked him out of his office. So, you know, I figure something's up with that, right? The monologue that he gives to the camera is like, just like spotty and weird. And there's not. It doesn't a, reveal any new information. No, at all. it's just, it's a poorly, like, he we was. We learn I don't know. Bishop Flats 11. And then Katie Holmes is able to look up the AMA database or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> find some weird location to go it's like yeah none of this makes sense yeah this but this is especially where the plot gets like very convoluted (laughs) yeah he names out the the edgar aldicott caldicott edgar caldicott and you're really struggling with names on this one i'm using like a notepad version (laughs) instead of microsoft word and there's only one font available and it's giving me trouble she finds out that he used to work at bishop flats which is a psychiatric facility across the bay caldecott's last place of employment was just across the bay in bishop flats at a place called the belknap psychiatric facility he he says okay let's go let's go check out bishop flats and she's like razor let's do it bishop flats you down for it razor yeah, loved it. He says, you down for it? She says, Razor, let's go. It's a callback from yeah. earlier. And Love it. I, but wait, also, Katie Holmes says, he spent seven years doing neuropharmacology, and then James Marsden goes, mind control. He spent seven years doing neuropharmacology. Mind control. Yeah. And it's like, he what? Yeah. Why does James Marsden know what neuropharmacology is? Yeah. He's it's just absurd. filling in gaps to advance the plot. It's you know? absurd. Oh my god, and, I love that part. One thing that stuck out is they're going to check out this place. This stuck out to me is that they're going to check out this place called Bishop Flats. And I was in an acapella group in college called Bishop Flats. I remember that. Oh. You guys you guys were good. <laughs> I own a uh, rental property called Bishop Flats and it's apartments for uh, for bishops. <laughs> so. Oh, that oh, was yeah. better. We should use that one. Uh, chapter 8 is called It's Gloomy and Dim at the Looney Bin. There's this back and forth with Stephen and, and uh, Rachel before they get there and, and he's, she says I miss Gavin. He was almost like a, Stephen interrupts a brother 
And she's like, yeah, exactly. And he's like, I had a brother. And then he's like, he shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the top three saddest fairy scenes in the movie. <laughs> it was. It's annoying yeah. though, because like, it's, it's, this is like the only thing that we learn about his character at all. Again, <laughs> he doesn't get anything to do. He doesn't get any kind of backstory. It's just like I've got a dead brother. That's <laughs> yeah. his, that's his moment. That's his thing. So they sneak into the psych ward. Uh, very effectively creepy. This place. Uh, and she says, That's not the name of the movie. She says, this isn't a good idea. And he's like, think of it as our first date. And it's like, what the hell? So, but then what crossed like, my mind is, you, and what crossed my mind is this qualifies as a date movie. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's a Joel, yeah. Joel Smith certified special. What is, why is this a date movie? They mention a date, and that's what makes it a good date movie. <laughs> there you go. And there's there's a plot, and there's... If they say the they, word date, yeah. or they mention an actual date, like on, uh, on September date, 20th, we're getting married, that's a, that's a date movie. Yeah. Right, but a, what about, a, a, movie what about a movie where it's like, uh, he killed her by shoving dates down her throat. <laughs> also like, a, date a date movie. Now I get it. How did this All movie right. open again? Oh, a chick going down on a dude and then getting her neck broken? Date movie. Date movie. Yeah. 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 Continue. It's easy. Like just you throw anything, we can figure it out quickly. I got it. Now. Casino. He takes her uh, in a date. Date movie. It's really it. the category of what movie isn't a date movie is much smaller. Yes. Air Force One wasn't a date movie. No, you know? I don't know. Yeah. He does say I love you to his wife. Definitely. Do. We'll work on it. Okay. We'll yeah. try to figure out which one isn't a date movie and. Mm. We'll put it on the website. Okay. Joel Smith's not date movie date night. List. Pick date. of the week. Joel's pick of the week. Date movie list. But it's the not date The not date movie list is the ones to avoid. <laughs> Everything else is on the table. Yeah. yeah. All right, I like that. Good to know. So they're in this psych ward and, uh, on their first date. And there's... Is this a date movie? <laughs> there's creepy people everywhere. He was a part of mind control at that facility. Like, they didn't learn anything else by endangering themselves there. Chuck and Steven are fighting. Um, uh, Rachel gets the drop on Chuck. All of a sudden, she like comes to and it's okay. And I thought his name was Chuck. Okay, so he's gonna be Chuck. They get outside. chapter 10 um, this is the final chapter of the film so they run into the BRB and Newberry of course is there and he tail whips Caldecott with his truck razor like that was razor he's got a truck full of eradicators he creates a distraction to get this huge <laughs> group of blue ribbon I barricade. saw the movie twice, and this is so confusing. You no, know, it, but it's a good... What's he, confusing about it? Keep going, Pollard. No, he's clutch. He's Newberry is there with Caldecott, and he's got the eradicators. He does. <laughs> it all is true. You're saying true stuff. It sounds like we're talking about a, a novel that Pollard's working on. You know, like, I don't know. How many eradicators did he... <laughs> so when they're distracted, and it frees up our kids... 
Steve decides to take a road bike, and he ends up on the bike, and he follows Newberry, and Newberry apparently has been stabbed or impaled. Like He got shot. Were you watching? He was shooting the gun at the car. <laughs> oh, I saw him shoot the gun at the car. I didn't see the bullet enter his body. Well, I mean, why would he have been stabbed? <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe the car wreck like impaled him somehow. Like maybe The car he had... didn't get wrecked, though. Maybe yeah, he, he stopped maybe... and like pulled over. Maybe he just had some sharp things. <laughs> Shrapnel? <laughs> like... You think like, the shrapnel like, killed he's him? He's such an idiot. You thought he stabbed himself? <laughs> <laughs> to just play into the idiot I've role. done it again. No. How long do you play the role of an idiot before you actually become an idiot? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. he was he was an idiot. And he yeah, he so he sacrifices himself. He's turned on the eradicators and all of these blue ribbon guys are jumping on his car before he drives off the cliff and takes them with him. Kyle Ducott, you know, pops up. He's still alive. Um, and it's just him and Steve on this bluffs, this cliffside. That is such a good fight scene. And it's a good back and forth uh, of dialogue as well, where Kyle Ducott explains, like, there will always be another town. It's over, you son of a bitch. It's finished. Finished. There'll always be other towns, and other troubled teens, and other worried parents. Science is God. And Steve's like, not on my watch. And then it's kind of like a, a Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris showdown. Yeah, it's a good fight. And it, yeah. it ends with Steve kicking him off the cliff, and Steve races back to the ferry with like a really razor motorbike jump onto the ferry it's the best scene of the movie the last 15 minutes i don't think we're conveying exactly what's happening these last 15 minutes the rat guy comes out of nowhere the rat well, guy well aaron gave me a look when i said the rat guy comes <laughs> now, now my train of thought's all gone <laughs> anyway it's fucking badass the last 15 minutes They're, they kill like 25 kids the lemmings all mm -hmm. go over the edge. You watch 25 high schoolers fall to their death with the rat guy. That's you see cool. Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> you see Bruce Greenwood get kicked off like a thousand feet in the air. James Marsden has never rode a motorcycle this whole movie. Yeah. The first thing he does is gear up, go like 60, and do two jumps. <laughs> and then the final jump, he goes like 40 feet onto it a ferry, really cool. does a yeah, slide, and gets up like I made it. And it's just like, what? Yeah. Why is this so nonchalant? Nah, it really pumped me up full of confidence. Like, it's just, maybe you can just pick it up real quick. I always wonder in these movies where it's like a bunch of high school kids like trying to defeat some evil entity. It's just like, this 16-year-old just killed a guy. And he's just like <laughs> yeah. completely unfazed. He's like, all right, cool. Like, we're no, done with that at least. Just never it's like, going no, to be you just murdered someone. <laughs> yeah. They get on the ferry, and it's fucking his friend he's known for three days, uh, Katie Holmes, who he, I guess, yeah. has a crush on now. It's the albino kid he hardly knows. Yeah. It's his um, sister. Yeah. And his parents, I guess, they're staying back. Like, no, it's, they're it's, starting a new life back yeah. in no, they Chicago sold them out. without their they parents. They sold them out. They're narcs. <laughs> they explain, and, and she, yeah, this is a great exchange while they're on the ferry, and uh, Katie Holmes says, what do we do now? So what do we do now? And Steve says, we go home. We go home. And she says, where's that? And where's that? And he says, wherever. Wherever. Wherever we are. Wherever we are. And and I thought, like, that's just one of those signs that you put up in your kitchen. <laughs> Home is wherever stay, we are. Stay vacation <laughs> sign. Yeah, it's like a, just like a wholesome, like, Hobby Lobby 
Like, home is where the heart is. Yeah. <laughs> home is wherever you are. <laughs> and before the movie um, finishes and capitalizes completely, mm-hmm. we, uh, we have this shot of, in the future sometime later, um, of an inner city school slash prison. Like, it's a school. Whoa. What makes you think it's a prison? Yeah. There was barbed wire that like surround. I don't know if you guys saw the shot of the outside, but it was like this was a very highly secure inner city high prison. school. <laughs> like there was barbed wire surrounding the whole place. That, that was a little disturbing. Yeah, I was disturbed. I was disturbed by that, and I was disturbed by your your misinterpretation that it was a, it was a prison. <laughs> I just that wasn't sure. Me. I just wasn't sure. It's very clearly a classroom. No, yeah, it is. No, 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 no. I was sure. <laughs> what I meant to say was it was a prison-like classroom. Again, I, I didn't see the barbed wire though. I guess I must have missed correct. that. <laughs> the, the, there's a new student teacher that's introduced, and it's revealed slowly. You see Gavin show up as this new teacher and his eye one eye not both mm-hmm. his one eye flickers red as he introduces himself to the class before the credits roll and you know what i loved about that scene is that we learn that the red eye flickers when they get horny <laughs> so he's looking at his new classroom yeah just yeah. getting boned up i am gonna fuck all these kids <laughs> Yeah, he went he went 6 to midnight. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Oh no. My baby just shit all over the house. And my book club is supposed to meet here in 5 minutes. What am I going to do? Are you tired of your baby's bowel movements ruining your social gatherings? Yeah. Then look no further than disturbing behavior. Huh? Yes, disturbing behavior. A cognitive behavioral approach to potty training your newborn or infant. No baby is too young to start with disturding behavior. Can disturding behavior help clean all the shit off my walls? No, there's nothing we can do for you now. You should have thought ahead. Okay, that's pretty stupid, but I guess tell me how it works. Like I said, disturting behavior is a cognitive behavioral approach to potty training your newborn or infant. The foundation of the approach is based on Pollard's patented behavioral process. What's that? I'm, I'm explaining it. But it also is based on the research and theories of Carl Jung, B.F. Skinner, R.L. Stein. What? He's an author. Sigmund Freud, Eric Erickson, Don Johnson. From the TV show Miami Vice? Yeah, his name sounds similar to Eric Erickson. And that one scene from A Clockwork Orange where they make him watch the movies. What? Let me explain. They make, you know, the scene where he watches the movies while his eyelids are peeled back. Absolutely not. Basically, what's going to happen is your baby will be so traumatized after engaging in a week's worth of disturbing behavior sessions that they will be too scared to ever poo-poo again. No, that is seriously awful. Okay, Devin, we'll have fun cleaning shit off the walls all by yourself. Your walls too. Mm, as for me, I'll never have to worry about my baby ever shitting again with disturbing behavior. Absolutely not. We have the same baby. Well, here's the offer though. If you purchase the disturbing behavior kit today, you will receive returning behavior for free. I don't want it. No, but you need to. You need it. You need it. Okay, returning behavior are the specialized laxatives that you have to give to your baby after you give them disturbing behavior. Otherwise, they'll never poo-poo again. I'm not doing any of this. No, you need them, trust me. No. Disturbing behavior is sponsored by Aaron Matillo, who always gives me shit about writing poo-poo ads. Roll Tide. I'm calling CPS. Let's rat killer idiot pretender into categories.
Pollard, what was the best scene you saw? I don't know what the best scene I saw was. Understandable. <laughs> Kyle, best scene you saw? Uh, rather than piggyback, because uh, I breast scene I saw, because there's a lot of good different <laughs> breast sure. scenes. And between Which was the, the breast one you saw? So there's Katie Holmes where she's getting uh, molested by oh, Chug. Jesus. And it grabs the breast. That's one breast scene. Relested. The, hon- the honking. Relested. The, the honking. honking. In the, yeah. the honking, in the the honking in the boiler room. Yeah. Rocco! Uh, there's the one where obviously Lorna shows not just cleavage but nipple mm-hmm. full nipple. nipple yeah it's yeah. uh, <laughs> a weird place to have it but okay does that tie into the same butt theory <laughs> uh, it doesn't it doesn't okay. uh, but the breast scene i saw was katie holmes watching the car get uh beaten up and you uh-huh. just kind of see her nipples poking through her shirt so yeah uh that was the breast scene i saw and um maybe that's a fun category we add uh, when there is more than one boob scene in a sure. movie yeah yeah so right um, going um, forward, you will be hearing more of that. Uh, I forgot enjoy. earlier in the movie or earlier in the episode to mention this, but the uh, the dad is also in The Sopranos, and I thought I should start my own <laughs> category or Probably segment in... called like Aaron Saw Sopranos, and we can call it the Ass Category. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about a little game where you pick one character from each movie we watch, and we have to guess. Were they in King of Queens or Sopranos? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or both? Sure, I like that one too. <laughs> There's a lot of crossover. Yeah. Yeah. And Jerry Stiller's in both. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Let's probably. move on to the K-O-Q-O-S <laughs> category. Quas, King of Queens quas, or... Quas, quas. <laughs> we were on a ride! <laughs> Alright, let's move on to How Do You Do That? How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue. Wish I knew uh, Pollard, how do you do that? How did Gavin become close friends with Rachel? We know it's not UV bringing any new people to this group of friends. And to me, Rachel is on another level. I think it's a simple solution, though. He sold her weed. Oh, is that it? So she's just a pothead? Yeah. Cool. Skip it. Let's move on to That Had to Hurt. Okay. Brandon, that had to hurt. That had to hurt. Uh, so Lorna, Lorna's whole situation had to hurt. So she tried to get it on with Steve after exposing her breast to him, and then then uh, she smashes her head into a mirror. My, that had to hurt. It had to hurt a mirror when Lorna smashed her face into it. Yeah, that hurt. Uh, uh, Kyle, that had to hurt. Uh, It had to hurt to be Gavin. You tell tell everyone about this conspiracy and no one believes you. Your parents, this one really had to hurt. Your parents have to give a bio about why you deserve this surgery to improve yourself. (laughs) And they say because you spend too much time masturbating, (laughs) which is read in front of an assembly. (laughs) Your best friends end up moving away together without you at the end of the movie. Yeah. Also, second that had to hurt, the head scene. At the very beginning, mm. if he's getting a blowjob and she's using any amount of teeth to break her neck, mm. that's going to fuck yeah. up your dick pretty good. Yeah. So we don't know. I didn't know. It's a potential mm. that had to really hurt. Yes. Absolutely. So, For sure. Yeah. Brandon, that had to hurt. I just did mine already. The Lorna thing with the breast. Oh, yeah. And did everyone did go? No, I got to go. The Pollard didn't Pollard. go. Pollard. 
That had to hurt. So back to the motorcycle stuff. The, there's a security guard right there. When Steven speeds mm-hmm. past him, there's like a traffic stop up the ramp onto the ferry. And the security guard has no way of stopping this guy. And I feel like that had to hurt for that guard. Like he let one get by. And yeah. he's like, man, I was incident free for like three years. And this kid just like blows by my, my traffic stop. And so yeah. I feel like that had to hurt his... Uh, career specifically but emotionally as well like that i feel for him yeah he had a little chalkboard at his little like you know stand that's like 995 days and someone skipped on yeah, the ferry for free right. yep. and like you just watch him erase it and write a zero you watch him you watch him process the fact that he has to erase it yeah. you know like Does that just happen just, like, like he's staring at it and you just see like all the yeah. disappointment and all the like the yeah. full totality of like fuck. Yeah, you you see his brain thinking like, did anyone see? Right. Did and anybody he, like, see? Thinks it? like maybe no one saw. And then yeah. He remembers, but there's, there's cameras. A camera up there's there. cameras. Yeah, he goes and looks yeah. and he's like, fuck. They're gonna see that. Yeah. yeah. Damn. You're definitely gonna see me looking at it in disgust. You know. I almost erased, and then I could didn't. have been fine if I didn't go check to see if the fuck. camera was. There. Yeah, that did have to hurt. Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice to come together, together. Kyle, who organizes the reunion? Uh, I think Caldecott organizes the reunion. We never see him (laughs) die. We don't, no. We never see him die. Does, Does he fall off a huge cliff? Yes. Did that cliff also likely kill 30 or so other people who also fell off of it? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. But we know no one is as smart as Dr. Caldecott. Right. He knew exactly how to fall so that he wouldn't be killed. You know, he probably just, like, pencil dived so that his, you know, ass didn't get blasted by the water. You don't think he did, like, a jackknife or something? <laughs> no, not a jackknife. That'd be too much. He's too smart for that. He's too smart. And so, like he said, there's always another town with worried parents and underachieving kids. So he travels to the East Coast, uh, North Carolina, where he finds a particularly lame and dumb donkey-brained girl named Bethany in Tree Hill. And he uh, finally perfects his craft and turns her into a very smart country music singer. Uh, it's it's a ridiculous premise, but uh, it's it's one of my favorite TV shows, she, and it's the only explanation for why Bethany is the way she is. That's well said. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I it'd be cool if she went on tour with like like a Michelle Branch type. Not just Michelle Branch. Michelle Branch and like the Wreckers. Like, yeah, as a backing right, band. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, solo. No. Yeah. I'm into that idea. I had the same thing written down exactly. <laughs> verbatim? <laughs> yeah, verbatim. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Even the whole, like... Bethany, yeah, you know? Even the whole, like, needle dive and, like, needle dive blasting and it was, like, anus. Aaron says jack, but I have Kyle says not a jack knife. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's is, crazy. Well, this is a scripted podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything's... It's all Everything's typed out. Yeah, it is, like, we... Extensively. And Aaron, we not Aaron's deviate. notebooks will go on sale on the 5 Chip A pod. Website. Yeah. Uh, oh. The entire scripts, especially the script for the two hour long Jaws the Revenge podcast <laughs> that took him three weeks to write. I'm going to. Uh, You're wondering post- why these podcasts have taken so long to get out? Aaron hasn't finished writing them yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's us pulling back the curtain here. Uh, so It makes editing easier, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't have to edit it all. Yeah, no, I like that part. Um, yeah, 
uh, Pollard, who organizes the reunion. You know, I had something else written down, but I'm going to go with the One Tree Hill thing. <laughs> we appreciate your uh, contribution to One Tree Hill. Yeah, no, let's just stick with that. I'm good. All right. Uh, Brandon. I mean, like I will go with the One Tree Hill thing. I just have something that involves ghost law, so I got I to gotta go with that really quick. Okay, um, but then at the end I'll say or the One Tree Hill thing. So um, okay. I'm gonna go again, Aaron. Like, just don't write that part. You know, like at at the end, <laughs> if he's gonna say that, just let it be there. Right. right? Well, I like the. Uh, we don't need him saying it now and then saying it again later. It's like, oh, he's gonna go with it. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't I, know. We'll I just do what's written tuned. on the page, guys. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm gonna go the Rat Janitor for the reunion. Uh, nice. His, Love he's it. He's definitely dead. But his work isn't finished. There's still lots of rats in the boiler that, room. That should be the rad janitor. That's a typo. <laughs> Sorry. Rad tad. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so the, the rats are still in the boiler room, even after his death. So his ghost haunts the boiler room. Rocko! And it tries yes. to lure James Marsden and Katie Holmes to return to Cradle Bay High to finish off the rats. However, as per ghost law, this action by a spiritual entity would be considered stalking. So James Marsden and Katie Holmes could go to ghost court to get a restraining order <laughs> against the ghost of the rat janitor, and his uh, the reunion, I guess, never materializes. So, But oh, you know wow. what? I'm going to go for the, the uh, One Tree Hill thing. That one sounds good. I like the Bethany <laughs> angle. I like that it might be One Tree Hill or it might be Nashville. Uh, yeah. I like that it keeps me in suspense, so it's a reunion that I want to be a part of. Yes! We're moving on to Clutch? Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. We're moving on to Clutch after a f clean sweep of One Tree Hill organizes a reunion. <laughs> Never before it been done. That wins a Clutch Award, which I'm starting with. And my Clutch Award goes to Kyle for having the best reunion ever organized on the Five Guys Flicking Around podcast. It's so evident no one did categories. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, I'll just piggyback on that. Uh, Amir, uh, give my clutch award for the last category. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let me build on what the last person said. This is my answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah but my clutch award is definitely going to Kyle. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Great. Well, I accept. Yeah. I, that you, a clutch award does not get formalized until someone accepts it, so I accept it. Thank you. And uh, witnesses, Brandon Pollard? Yeah, I... I on this day, August uh, <laughs> August twenty second, I do hereby swear, which is two months from when this movie was tested for the second <laughs> or the third time, I think. Yeah, in yeah. June of twenty second. That's true. That's you know. true. So, pretty special award. <laughs> it's a reunion of sorts. It's the anniversary. Uh, Pollard, who wins your clutch award? So, besides Newberry, <laughs> I'm also going with Kyle. <laughs> besides, yeah, besides Kyle and besides Newberry, I think UV is clutch. Um, yeah. There's a few times where he's not clutch at all, but he drives up that truck right when Steve and Rachel run out of the psych ward. And I also watched Star Wars: Return of the Jedi recently, and there's a scene where Lando Calrissian is leading the Rebel Fleet Strike on the new Death Star, and Han Solo is leading the ground forces on the moon of Endor in order to lower <laughs> the force field that's protecting the space station. And when they find out, when they both groups find out that they stumbled into a trap, 
Lando still has faith in Han Solo on the ground, who is able to lower the shields just in the nick of time for Lando to lead the strike into the center of the Death Star where he blows the whole thing up. And it was like this blind faith, trust in your brother in arms, like, they're going to pull through for me. I feel like that's what's going on right here between Steven and UV, which he's met four days ago, but it's like super clutch that he's able to pull up with that truck right outside of the psych ward. So, so who gets the clutch, Lando or, or Han Solo? Yeah. <laughs> I tuned out for the rest. It's the Ewoks. I'm going to the... <laughs> I'm gonna give mine to Aaron for writing such an extensive Star Wars angle yeah, into this uh, clutch well, award that Pollard's I've reading. i Pollard as a character that goes into great detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. But if UV wasn't so lame... That, that's clutch in itself because she wouldn't have gone to the boiler room to avoid him and have a cigarette and find the CD, which reveals yeah. the truth behind Dr. Caldecott. Mm-hmm. Also, like Princess Leia in the second installment of the Star Wars Episode Five, <laughs> when she finds out that she's uh, Luke's sister, you know, that's clutch too. How do we feel about Baby Yoda? I love him. You love him. Like, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Well, I think he's a little overrated, but I think he's awesome. I love him no more, no less than his station requires of me. <laughs> I like Baby Yoda. I don't love him. I think he's awesome. What's awesome about him? Not interested. He's he's a compelling character that never says a word. Now, Jar Jar Binks, I love me some Binks. Oh, yeah, I hate Jar Jar. Yeah. Wow, seriously? Yeah, that's a good scene. I like that one. Misa love a Jar Jar. Yeah. Charger sucks. <laughs> you fucking suck! <laughs> Kyle, have you had ice cream tonight? <laughs> I did. I had half a quart <laughs> of mint chocolate cookie, which was really good. I will be having a different ice cream each week, and this is uh, the one I picked Here, this week. Mint my chocolate TV cookie, up and it was delicious. The recipe for make chocolate popped up on my, computer, on my TV. <laughs> one cup of either pure cocoa butter or virgin coconut oil. Ooh. One and a half to three fourths cup cocoa powder raw, ethnically sourced. Ethnically ethnically sourced. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tablespoons of honey or maple syrup. Ooh. Little vanilla bean seed. Ooh. Good to go. You know the fact that your TV is listening to us right now, listening to me talk about ice cream and spitting out a chocolate recipe. That's disturbing behavior. Put it on the board. Also, just amazing that Aaron wrote this into the podcast as well. He's not even yeah. in front of a TV. He just wanted to get the no. recipe for homemade chocolate in there. I got a good I got a good butter pecan it, I could share with you later. Sure. Okay. Kyle, who wins your clutch award? Uh, I decided to go with Brandon for putting this great mm-hmm. movie on my radar. Mm-hmm. I watched it twice. I'm going to watch it again. I really can't stress enough how much I love this 74-minute movie. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, you need to go back. You're reading your Blu-ray script part. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. I did. Okay. Uh, clutch, clutch Award, Katie Holmes nipples for uh, poking out. <laughs> Why do you write me into such a hornball? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, well, Kyle's become both more horny and more patriotic as his regrets. I'm not mad about it. You're just writing who I am, and yeah. you're capturing my voice quite well. I As think. I see you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but a horny conservative Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I am's what I am. 
Uh, Brandon, so do you accept the clutch yeah, award? Yeah, I wholeheartedly uh, accept the clutch award. And Aaron sure. and Pollard, are you witnesses? I witnessed it. I, <laughs> I do not witness that clutch award. Ooh, a, a I don't challenge. know what to do. We're going to have to go to the rule book. This is going to appeals. <laughs> I just need more information. I'm not against it, but I'm not for it yet. Uh, all right. Well, we'll 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 revote next week. <laughs> no, I cha- yeah, I changed my mind. I ch- why don't we let's table the vote? Am I allowed to leave week? the state until the vote is uh, tallied? Of up course not. No. <laughs> you can't leave the county, brother. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I, I changed my vote. Yeah, you can give him the clutch. I witnessed on this Wait, day. changing his vote. I'm going to change mine. <laughs> no, the vote wasn't the vote wasn't whether I I get it or that you witness it. It's that you recognize that you are witnessing it now. Yeah, but I also abstaining yes. until you. Yeah, but I also. So, but I got hit over the head like five minutes ago. And I've been unconscious, so I kind of did that. I missed a few. I, I banged my head into a mirror. Uh, <laughs> What's he doing over? We're supposed to be quarantining. Yeah, I, thought yeah. I was surprised to see him. I banged my head. I lost consciousness for. A, I missed the whole clutch award. What are uh, we doing? Quotes. I, oh, I think cool. we're moving on to quotes. <laughs> Come on, let's go. I gotta sell this bud. I got like two customers left. This keeps up. I'm gonna be the 7-Eleven guy. I'm gonna go grab a snack. Uh, Pollard, quotes. I already said mine. It's the cute kitchen sign. What do we do now? We go home. Where's that? Wherever, wherever we are. <laughs> it's a good line. Yeah, I wish they would have just line. left it at like, "Where's home?" Yeah, wherever. Also, also, my second um, is razor. Love Razor. Love Razor. Love it. Yep, check out my kickflip on my Razor, bro. <laughs> the note said, I say, love Razor. Love Razor. Love it. Four seconds of silence. <laughs> I think I did my part, and you guys did yours. <laughs> yeah. Did I, did I say the, the Razor? Did I say that already? I'm getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, getting yeah really, I'm getting really loopy. Yeah. <laughs> we all are. I ate too much ice cream. Brandon, quote. Sure, I got a bunch. Yes. Uh, I really like the one where in the beginning, Dicky, he's the, the car guy. He mm-hmm. goes, hello? Hello. I'm here for the Mustang parts. And I thought that was funny because, like, I'm thinking <laughs> if he's, like, picking up horse meat at the docks or something. So just, like, in my mind, that was really funny. I thought Kyle would like this one. When Rachel sees Gavin come in and he's all transformed, she says, who put the acid in my spam? Loved yeah. it. Had that yeah. one. Nice. Great line. And then no, the, uh, the departing words of rat killer idiot pretender. He says to Steve, do good things, lunch boy. Loved it. I almost, I'm not even joking. On second watch, I almost cried. Oof. That's, <laughs> okay. That had to hurt. That's yeah. disturbing. <laughs> Do good things, lunch boy. <laughs> like, why is this? Like, do you guys know what I'm talking about, though? When, like, he has a German yeah, accent randomly. He's like, you'd be, you'd be very surprised when people tell you that you're an idiot and they yeah. pretend. And it's just like, I, I don't know what he's going for. I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird way it. to go through life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's kind of like in Star Wars, like Chewbacca. Like, is that episode four? You guys or like episode Baby Yoda. Three? <laughs> I like him. I don't love him. <laughs> How about Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> love I love Jar Jar. You need to Kyle, quotes. Quotes. Okay, first quote. This one was just like, man, Katie Holmes is cool in this movie. 
when she's outside and they're trying to buy beer from strangers at the front of the grocery store, uh, Chug comes up and is like, what are you doing? And she says, chasing. Nobody's willing. And I was like, damn, that's a fucking cool way to say I'm trying to get beer. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. buying it for us. Yeah. I was just like, this chick is dope. Um, also, this chick is dope. In the beginning of the movie, uh, Pollard talked about how the blue ribbon in the car um, thought that the girl he was hooking up with tattoo was self-mutilation. And after he says that to her, she proceeds to go down on him. And she says to him, self-mutilate this fluid boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does she really say that? Hey, Mary Jo, I'm curious. Why would you do something like that? Why not? It's self-mutilation, really. Self-mutilate this fluid boy. That's yeah, and then she and then then she blows him. <laughs> that's pre BJ line. Yeah, that's like some. <laughs> those are her last words. <laughs> yeah, those were her last words. <laughs> self <laughs> self mutilate this fluid boy. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of the context of this one very specific movie scene, that sentence makes no sense to no. the outside world. <laughs> no, and that's why I wrote it that way. <laughs> um. What takes yeah. me out of the moon? Just let it breathe, see if anyone had any follow-ups. Pollard, what takes you out of the movie? What takes me out of the movie is all of the eye stuff. Like, the red eyes just make it a little bit hokey. Um, the mm-hmm. doctor analyzes Amy's eyes close up there's just like way too many like close up eye shots who's amy yeah who is amy i think that's the name of the blonde girl who, who gets into the altercation with the mirror that's lorna, lorna dude oh Come on. you were watching so, star wars at the same time as this yeah maybe amy was in star wars yeah at home I'm pollard's got a, a he's got his baby monitor jailbroken <laughs> and he's watching the mandalorian on it <laughs> <laughs> well, he's doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not paying attention to you guys right now. I'm actually watching the Han Solo prequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Amy. <laughs> I don't know where I got that. That's not even close. You've been look. I said it before. You've been bad with names on this episode. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I need you guys to help me out because it's always like. You know, just Chug. whatever name I have. No, to write it was down. Chug. Chug. Also, uh, but his name's Charles. Why did the rat janitor stab himself at the end? That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. I don't know where this goes. Ah, There's nobody shit. around, but I gotta get my stabbing done. Ooh, that hurt. <laughs> the amount of the amount of note taking that I seriously do during the movie, what like. I'm, do-do. I, I do do so many no- like I'm not really watching the movie. You just read Aaron's script every week. That's what we do. Yeah. What takes me out of the movie? So did Chug and Katie Holmes like date or what was no. the okay? He she just- was repulsed by him. Yeah. Somehow a part of the brainwashing, like he convinced Doctor Caldecott to like put in there. Oh, she's gonna be my girlfriend when she comes out of this. That's what yeah. I, I mean, that and, makes sense. And when and the line that he says, Pollard, when he's referring to like where are you going with my girl, he says. Going somewhere with my custard there, Steven. Oh, my gosh. Weird lines. Love this script. Yeah. It's so strange. It's, it's very strange. It's yeah, Chug disturbing. is good. Yeah. Chug is, that, I changed my clutch award to Chug. 
Who'd you I give witness. It to I do witness it. No, I think you gave it to Kyle before. I don't think you could take no, it back. No, I gave it to Kyle. No, I. Did I? No, you gave it to Amir. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Love no, that guy. No, I gave it to UV. <laughs> Just look across the room, dude. That's who you gave it no, to. No, I gave it to Han Solo. Ba baby Yoda. <laughs> baby Yoda. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, baby Yoda gets. <laughs> you gave me the clutch. <laughs> Oh man, no Han Solo clutch. He 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 downed the shields so that Lando could blow up the Death Star. Valid, well said. Yeah. Kyle wins my clutch. <laughs> I second. Accept. Witnesses. Witnessed. Uh, let's move on to sending out an SOS. SOS. I thought we were doing McMulligans. Oh yeah, we skipped that one. Let's hit reverse on our motorcycles. Yeah, Pollard. I'm gonna start with Brandon. Okay, Brandon. Sure. My my McMulligan mm. goes to uh, goes to James Marsden. Uh, pick somebody that's less attractive. There's no way oh, he. There's so right. no way he fits like into Michael like the Madsen. weird outcast group. Yeah, Michael Masden, Madsen, or like a Clint Eastwood type, or a uh, Sean mm. Sean Lennon type. What about um, Tom Hanks' kid? Or what's his face? C Colin Hanks? Not... Uh, Colin Hanks is my vote. <laughs> what's the guy that you guys like? So who's in Hover? Oh, Scott Kahn, brother. There you go. Scott Kahn would have worked. And Jackie Chan. Jackie so Chan also would have worked. the fake movie he's in, not the real. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> That's how you know. I, when, I hear, when I think of Scott Kahn, I know the face, and I only think of Hover. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven. Fair. No. Uh, Ocean's what? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the made-for-TV movie Hover. Brandon, do you remember what the, the, the stupid Jackie Chan line in the Hover script is? Yeah, it's, uh, what was it? New Dolls. Oh, yeah. It was like, I'm new making dolls. new dolls. What? New dolls? You need, you getting rid of old dolls? No, yeah, new yeah, yeah. dolls. I need to look at the script again. Yeah, classic Jackie Chan yeah. miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> We knew, it had already not aged well so that when we wrote it, but we went ahead and did it anyway. You have to be fearless in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. We took a chance, all right? Pollard, SOS. I'd like to see a spinoff where... I don't know Mc, if this is a spinoff. McMulligan, McMulligan, yeah. McMulligan. Oh, no, McMulligan. Pollard, McMulligan. Sorry, sorry. I had it in Whatever. the opposite order. I'd like to see a McMulligan. <laughs> Just imagining if this is scripted is so funny. <laughs> So my McMulligan is to rewrite the ending, and I'm pretty proud of this. So I hope you guys like it. If you don't, I'll discuss with Amir later, and we'll make it better. But the cliffhanger at the end should not have been Gavin. It should have been Caldecott's daughter. So I rewrite the ending, and it's her cowering in a corner, spewing out the repetitive lines that we heard her say earlier. Creatures hide among the flowers or whatever. But this time it pans out. In that garden where she was, and all you see hiding among the flowers and convening towards her are all of these rats. And the rats have red eyes. Mm. Oh, man. And red she's like rats. the rat queen. She's like the rat queen. And the brainwashing that he was doing on the Blue Ribbon people was something else that she's been carrying out among the rat community of the town. <laughs> so. And the so chance she's in for league, these rats. She's in league with her dad, and he's like, "Cool, yes. I'll do this. I'll do this experiment to humans. You do the rat trials." Yes. 
And because it's failed with the humans, like Gavin dies or whatever, and they all mm-hmm. die, but she's still like got this rat community that is yeah, going to She's in, moving on to phase infecting. two. Right. Yeah. That's phase two. Paula, do you know what Caldecott's daughter's name was in the movie? I didn't see it. I forgot. Amy. I think it was Amy. <laughs> that's what I was going to say is I don't know either, but I bet that's where you got Amy from. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where I got Amy from. I like that one. It's it's definitely a better ending. I'll yeah. give you that. There's a slow pan out, right, of all the rats yeah. with red eyes. Yeah. No, I like it. And then it's like, what? What's the sequel gonna be like? I can't wait. Yeah, and the ending of this movie. Return. The ending of this movie sucked. I mean, wow, I that was my favorite part. Gavin um, is a what? Oh, the very end. Yeah, that was whatever. I mean, it was a prison, right? <laughs> that was another one that they did after like the first, you know, because the first test screening was in May 1998, oh, and then the yeah. second test screening and third test screening were in June. So after the fourth test screening that was uh, in July, it was July thirteenth. July thirteenth, yeah, yeah, they decided to um, to add that ending in there. Which was it was disappointing for because the, they planned for it to open July fourth weekend, which would have been a bigger blockbuster. 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 You blockbuster. You got me. I'll just stop there. You got me. Uh, blockbuster. Oh man! It's a family um, show. To my my McMulligan, I would like to see more motorcycle act, action at the end there. Um, <laughs> or in the beginning, more jumps, like a long motorcycle montage of him doing more jumps, maybe grinding some stuff. Yeah, check out the sweet grind on my motorcycle. Um, I would like to see him start like right when he gets on the motorcycle. Like first move is a wheelie as he feels out and just like man he really knows his motorcycles he's he, usually like almost they dead. yeah they, cool. they should have set it up with the motorcycle in the beginning like he pulls out nope. the motorcycle from the u-haul and the dad's like man we couldn't bring our couch and stuff it's like shut up dad i had to have my motorcycle i like it at the end is like a last ace up the sleeve like and he can ride a motorcycle like that yeah this guy can do everything. Cool. Well, you wrote this in the script, and I read it, so I don't know why it. you're shooting it down now. <laughs> and the gate guard is, like, looking to his buddy, or the, the ferry guard is looking to his buddy, and he's like, did you see that motorcycle yeah. drive-by? <laughs> this is a view on a motorcycle drive-by. The cigarette ash flies in your eyes, and you don't mind. You smile and say the world that doesn't fit with you. I don't believe you.
salt and taste the pain I'm not thinking of you again Summer dies and swells rise The sun goes down in my eyes See this broken wave darkly coming To take me home And I've never been so alone You just said the gay guard, and then you called him the fairy guard. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to tee up a third eye blind moment. Ah. <laughs> and you did it. You pulled it off. That was the challenge yeah. for this there episode, we go. and go. you did it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Aaron always sneaks into the script one fun challenge for us <laughs> to make it our own. Yeah. Like, if anyone can work in a third eye blind like yeah. song, yeah, so far, do your best. So far, we've got our king of queens. We've got our uh, sopranos <laughs> for this episode, and then the challenge question, yeah. which was third eye blind. Let's move on to sending out a soft song. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an origin story, and I want a UV origin story. Yeah. How did he get so pale? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we think that was his real name or a nickname? Like his parents were like, when he came out, it's like. Got bad news. He's albino, and it's like maybe if we just give him the name UV, he'll grow out he'll of it. He'll have a sense of humor he'll, about he'll, it. And he'll be strong. And... Yeah, his name's really Ulysses Vincent. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's a weird name, and it's like, is Vincent your middle name? He's like, no, my first name is Ulysses Vincent, so I go by UV. All right, <laughs> nothing to do with the pale, skin, like albino. I'm nothing to do with that. Pollard, SOS. I don't know. I don't remember what the R stands for in Ross, but I think this is an R. It's a rewrite. It's a rewrite. Wow, go fuck yourself. All right, I'll tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo! Uh, Kyle, genre swap. Uh, Fast and Furious. Katie Holmes is Letty. <laughs> uh, Marsden <laughs> is Paul Walker because yeah. of the motorbike stuff. Sure. And then UV's Vin Diesel. And uh, and then Jord Jordana Brewster is the sister, and the four of them just take that ferry to L.A. and go hijack. You understand some shit. why family's so important because it's like that's why how we left. That was the bond. Yeah. Who's uh, who, who? Who plays Amy? Uh, Amy is Charlize Theron in yeah. the, the eighth movie, so she shows up way Jeez. later. That answer was so clutch, man. I'm, I want to go back and change my clutch. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> Bollard, Brandon, witnessed. Ah, I also witness. Thank you. Great. Here at Five Guys Flicking Around, we certainly enjoy our fair share of big fancy meals. You yourselves have listened to us talk about a lot of ciabatta, Pollard's patented scrimpy shrimp, Angelo's tapas, salad fields, Lindsay's slow hams, and Billy Bob's bacon barn, etc., etc. And after a big meal, there's nothing we enjoy more than relaxing in a comfy leather chair in a dimly lit lounge and farting our brains out. Introducing James Fartsden. James Fartsden is the first after-dinner lounge entirely dedicated to ripping ass. Just finished eating some Yoshinoya beef bowls but not ready to go home and wreck your toilet? Stop by James Fartsden. Waiting for all those egg salad sandos you ate for early supper to work their way out? Stop by James Fartsden, complete with a carefully selected menu of the highest quality laxatives and fiber, paired with a glass of aged milk of magnesia. 
James Fardston has the perfect combination to enhance your blowing it out experience. And if things get a little moist, James Fardston has you covered with an old hose in the alley. So next time you're about to brown, come on down to James Fardston. Located just outside of Banning. Let's almost wind things down with a Blu-ray price. You guys know what this is about. Mm -hmm. My Blu-ray price is $600. Kyle, Blu-ray. Oh, man. It's disturbing how much I like this film. (laughs) (laughs) And I picked a disturbing price. $13.13. Price so nice, I used it twice. Yeah. Uh no, I seriously loved it. Uh, thirteen bucks for some shitty James Marsden Katie Holmes movie—that's way too much money, right? It's only seventy-four minutes. Thirteen dollars for a seventy-four minute movie? Are you kidding me? Of... I'm not kidding you. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, seventy-four minutes divided by thirteen dollars and thirteen cents is. $5.6359 a minute. Fuck. He just gets numbers. It's crazy <laughs> how he, his brain works. It's just... <laughs> He's a savant. Yeah. Uh, Brandon. I'm going to go for uh, $7.40. Kyle has mentioned many times that this movie is 74 minutes, and I'm, I'm putting down a dime for every single minute that passes by on this movie. That's That math's not correct. Should we all guess Pollard's price? $4,000. Yeah. Pollard's patented price picking. I'm gonna say he's, I'm think he's going goose egg on this one. I think he's saying no. Nah, there's no way. Two ninety nine. Yeah. It's worth a. I'm gonna go. Pollard, with Pollard would say it's worth a, an Amazon rental. It is, even though it was free. I went nine ninety nine. Jesus, Woo, my man. I love that Woo. answer. Yeah. Way to go. The price so nice. I named it thrice. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Love that answer. Yeah. That's twenty five dollars a minute. $25 per minute of 74 minutes, $9.99. <laughs> Damn, he's good. Damn. Number machine, man. A lion. Human calculator. You, like, literally, your first impression was like, this is the definition of a movie. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. so I just assumed at the that consolation point, like, you definitely <laughs> hated this. And, like, even if you did, no, I feel like $9.99 is the starting point, and then if I don't like it, it goes down. But if I do like it, it goes up, and I just had, basically he it. gave it a so zero. So a yeah. movie that you feel nothing emotionally towards gets ten dollars. Like I'll watch it again. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's watch it again next week. No, not next week. <laughs> All right, Aaron. A- ask uh, the question. Does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Yes, it does. Pollard, you sound like a real eager beaver. Why don't you start? Does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? All I have written is uh, all I need to write, and that's all what Aaron gave me, which is Dr. McSullivan. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love it. I like it. Woo! Right? <laughs> I can see it right now. Yeah, it's in between the 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 trilogy that Brandon's written. Uh, it's, it's after the four sequels that kyle has written in past episodes mm-hmm. it's right in the middle of the pack mcsullivan finds a body washed ashore a john doe 
who happens to be he used to someone with a PhD. <laughs> McSullivan takes this as an opportunity to write his own prescription pills. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. McSullivan. And it falls, this whole storyline falls under a pillagery, not a trilogy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that where instead good. of cocaine, he's a pill addict. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's canon. It's almost, it was fan fiction when it started. the project started, but it became canon later. This podcast yeah. is, all, is all fan fiction. <laughs> it's all plan pretend. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, does this movie work as an McSullivan vehicle? I mean, it's disturbing how much it works right? as a McSullivan exactly. vehicle. You get it. I get it. Uh, so the movie opens with McSullivan walking into his apartment and finding Pops having sex with a stripper and doing cocaine. McSullivan can't believe what his eyes are seeing. Mac looks at the camera, breaks the fourth wall, and says... Now that's some disturbing behavior. Uh. <laughs> this is all done in cartoon form and serves as the Pixar-esque short film opening scene before the 19th McSullivan film begins. <laughs> and it's like our our abilities have gotten to like Pixar like now, but yeah. it's it's this is like years later of like the technology we have in animation is super outdated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just uh, a little fun teaser for the fans. Yeah, know? love it. <laughs> love that. Uh, Brandon, does this movie yeah. work as a McSullivan? Oh yeah, yeah, this one's long. Um, I love them when they're long. You know it. <laughs> and you also Use that love for the bloopers. <laughs> McSullivan and Pops. I, in no, the script, ahead, I sorry. drew out the long longer, and you didn't <laughs> yeah. really hit it. So. Sorry. We'll talk about it post. Uh, give you your, love your it when they're long. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Okay. That's good. I like All that. All right. McSullivan and Pops, they need to move to a new town after accidentally shooting Hooch Malloy in the dick during a routine traffic stop that ended with all three of them pointing guns at each other's dicks. It's called a Moyle standoff. <laughs> Anyways, McSullivan and Pops move to the town of Cradle Bay. But something is off in this town. The high school girls don't accept McSullivan's sexual advances. And whenever Mac tries to sell cocaine to the high school boys... They walk away from him, muttering under their breath, No, wrong, bad, wrong. <laughs> McSullivan is convinced that these kids seriously need to, show, need to be shown how to have a good time. In the meantime, Pops does some investigating of his own, going undercover at the high school as the janitor. <laughs> Meanwhile, McSullivan tries to show the high school students of Cradle Bay how to have fun. He befriends a young football player named Andy and procures a lady of the night for him to relieve some of his pent-up energy. Andy unfortunately breaks the Lady of the Night's neck, which leaves Mac confused as he didn't even wait to capitalize before, before snapping her spine. Mac befriends another student, Lorna, whom Mac tries to seduce by pulling the old whipped cream bikini trick from Varsity Blues, <laughs> except instead of whipped cream, he uses egg salad. He, call, he calls it Macuevos Rancheros. <laughs> but Lorna smashes her head into the mirror rather than make love to McSullivan which further confounds him. Mac thinks he knows how to truly reach these children and get them to start having fun again. He puts together a school dance slash fundraiser with the proceeds going to help the football team. The whole school comes out to support. Some of the students ask Mac what made him change his dirtbag ways and decide to support the school. Mac tells them he hasn't changed his ways and that Pops helped McSullivan dump his special blend of cocaine and powdered ecstasy into the high school ventilation system. Uh. <laughs> the entire student body goes berserk, 
and they start punching each other's faces and fucking. Mac is pleased. Oh, like that. Mac, Mac is pleased that he could show these students how to have a really good time. As blood and bodily fluids spill onto the dance floor, McSullivan leaves Cradle Bay, proud of a job well done. Pops, unfortunately, couldn't get out of his school employee contract and will be working at the, as the school janitor for the next five years, <laughs> contingent on positive supervisor reviews. Damn. Yeah. So Pops is Pops stuck is... there. He just wants to be a good janitor now. Tough break for Pops. Yeah. When McSullivan's making the egg salad to put on himself, is he having a conversation from the other room being like, so I heard you like hard-boiled detectives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't know how I got mashed into this situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's this all is, egg salad. Like, this is, this is less over easy than I thought. I never, what's the big deal with that? <laughs> what's Pops' thing? Because, like, the rats thing is, like, in this movie. Right. Like, what's his, like, thing that, like. You know, um, solidifies him being stupid or whatever. Yeah, I, I kind of want to see like there's just kids who like to piss on the floor all the time, and he has he to piss on gets, the floor. No, it's just all the kids in the school are pissing on the floor. And he yeah, to, there's like a pissing on the floor epidemic, and he's just like, <laughs> not again. Yeah, we call this one a pop special. <laughs> what is that? Just a puddle of piss? Yeah, yeah just a puddle of piss. Oh. Uh, well, that'll do it for this episode Classy. of Five Guys mm-hmm. Flicking Around. Great script. We apologize for all the disturbing behavior. <laughs> uh, uh, anyone got anything else? No, I'm good, dog. Yeah, yeah got lots. Um, for starters, happy Blue September slash Blue Ribbon Month uh, again. Yeah. And also, there's like a lot of movies that we do. For example, like what did we do last week? Broken Arrow. Yeah. It's a movie's over 100 minutes. And it's over 100 I, years old. I understand <laughs> if you did not want to watch that movie. Right. This one's 74 minutes. Long, Disturbing yeah. Behavior is 74 minutes. It's on Amazon Prime. You if can you, almost hold your breath the entire movie. Literally. <laughs> there's no excuse not to watch this film. Yeah. So, you know, watch it. Put it on side by side with Star Wars. I think that might be the best experience. Yes. And, yeah. and please give us feedback. You know, we thrive on the constructive mm-hmm. criticism. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just trying um, to stress this out for the dads because I know they want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let them sleep now. Yeah. I think Pollard already went to sleep. I <laughs> know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just yeah. talking right. to the mirror. Oh, gotcha. Head on over to 5gfapod.com for all the stuff. Yeah, I should add a mirror to the website too, though. Yeah, a mirror will be added to the website. <laughs> Let's click on over to Dubai, where we're gonna hook up with Block bu- Blockbuster. RK's like, RK's gonna hear this. He's like, God damn it! <laughs> Hi guys, this is Amir from Dubai. And I love the Five Guys Flicking Around podcast. I really do. They got a different guy from Dubai. Oh my gosh. Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed no more. The talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch! Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. 
You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. The higher the socks, the downer the foe. Ryan, do your best, uh, do your best Obi-Wan right now. I'm just curious what that sounds like. My Obi-Wan? Yeah. Luke, the force is... <laughs> uh, hey, Luke, you, not... you gotta get on the horn. <laughs> Luke, 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 you do not know what you have not seen. You do not know what you have not seen, young Padawan. Man. That's awful. <laughs> do a Jar Jar Binks. Me say, Luke don't know where he's going. That was good. <laughs> way more that entertaining. Was really good. <laughs> That's why Jar Jar Binks rules. Yep. Also, yeah. you don't want to be a bum tickler. That's a bad mm, thing. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no that'll get you in some trouble. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's all part of, you know, five guys flicking for good. It's mm-hmm. our charity. And uh, I am going to fuck all these kids. <laughs> and you also love them when they're short. Hey, Pollard, come on, man. This is a family podcast. You can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. I think it's from the marijuana. Pass on grass, man. Meet the creatures that hide among the flowers or something like that. And- it sounds like a great uh, Metallica lyric. Meet the creatures who hang around the flowers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. God, that's on point. Roadhouse Gross. is technically sci-fi too, because like, what universe would there be a woman doctor? Not this one. Mm-hmm. That movie got me excited sexually. Did you hear about the other MythBuster that got like me tooed by his sister? That's messed up because that means that this guy's not going to be able to go home and masturbate either. And that's a problem. And that's an interesting close-up of him squeezing Katie Holmes' breast. Katie Holmes. Her nipples are erect in that scene. Yeah, my dick's not hard, but it's stocky. Oh, sorry. Peckerwood. We get the boat? McSullivan leaves Cradle Brit. This nowhere out of the way fucking island paradise you piece of shit what do you guys think this got on rotten tomatoes if you looked it up don't i already guess. did yeah um i'll guess i'll let you know it's right in my wheelhouse 23 percent. i'll guess 34 percent. pollard did you look i didn't okay well you were very very close but not high enough 34 percent. wow <laughs> pretty good right one out of three people liked it <laughs> higher than i would have guessed uh, that's the critic score yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said thirty-six percent. Oh, you did. So I was real close. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah but it's like the price. It's like the Price is Right. If you go over, you lose it. <laughs> yeah, you did go over. I did go over. Fuck. <laughs> Pollard sandbagged me and went thirty-five. One dollar. Because he was so horny. Um. Oh, it's just a, a Vietnamese guy making fun of his dad. He's he's diddled. He's diddled some kids, and now he's trying to disappear. I get it. Suck my butt, kid. Yeah, I don't care. I just want my name on this. 